0: Hi, my name is Jonas from Denier Accounting and in this podcast, I will try and explain the concept of depreciation. We often get questions about this from especially newer clients. So I thought that this podcast might clarify some of the issues relating to this. So first of all, when we talk about depreciation, there is two different kinds of depreciations. One is the depreciations that follows the tax law. So this is the law that we do when we, for instance, make your tax declaration. Then we have to follow a specific set of rules for depreciation when we calculate your taxable income. Another set of rules relate to the accounting principles. So it's important to understand that there are two different sets of rules. So even if you buy an asset for, let's say, 100,000 Danish kroner, then the depreciation is handled in two different ways. So the first one that I'm going to talk about here is the tax depreciation. So this is of course interesting when we talk about what you can deduct from your income before you pay tax. It could be that you for instance had a high revenue and you want to spend some money. Let's say you have a million in revenue and you are thinking that if you buy something for a million kroner then your revenue will be zero instead because you had a million in revenue and you... Let's say you bought a car for a million, for instance, then that, in your world maybe, will be zero at the end of the day. But that's not the case when we talk about depreciation. So, in general, there are three different types of depreciation. The first one is uh, improvements to leaseholds. So that means if you are renting a property and you are doing improvements inside the property, it could be that you are painting, or that you are putting on new carpets that's not removable. Things that you would not be able to bring with you if you were to move away from that office or shop for instance. Things that would stay there is what we call leasehold improvements. In Danish this is called Inretning la de lokaler. So the way this works is that When you do these improvements, we will add everything together. First of all, we will deduct the VAT, if there is VAT on these improvements, and if you are registered for VAT. And when we have the sum of all the improvements, then we are allowed to take 20% of everything you improved during the year and deduct that in your taxable income. So let's take the example again where you had one million in revenue and let's say that you went out and did improvements for one million in a rented shop or in a rented office. All improvements that you could not bring with you if you moved away. So it could be paintings like I said, uh, carpets on the floor that's not removable, stuff like that, things that you would not take with you. So if you spent one million Danish kroner plus VAT on improvements, then We would take 20% of that, so that would be 200,000 Danish kroner, and deduct that as a cost in the first year. So if your revenue before we did these improvements was 1 million Danish kroner, then we would be allowed to deduct 200,000 in depreciations related to these improvements. So your revenue instead of a million would be 800,000. And of course the challenge here for many clients is that the cash flow would actually be zero, right? Because you made a million and you spent a million. So the cash flow would be zero, but the taxable income would still be 800,000, meaning that you would actually have to pay quite a big tax for that year, even though that your cash flow is zero. So that's something you really have to think about when you do big investments. Do you actually have the cash flow to do the investment? If you need any help with that we can always um, help you sketch up a a cash flow budget if you want to see how it actually works with the tax. But it mainly relates to big investments and you have to think about taxable income and you have to think about cash flow. So that was the first type of depreciation. So that was the leasehold improvements 20% per year. So the next one I want to describe is uh, the one that relates to buying goodwill. Goodwill is something you typically buy if you, for instance, buy a shop or a restaurant. Normally they will contain goodwill, but it could also be a consulting business where there are clients like in a portfolio that comes along with the shop. If the word goodwill is new for you, then it relates to the goodwill of the clients. So it means that when you buy this shop or this restaurant, there will be some base of clients that hopefully is happy for the service or the product they have gotten by the previous owner and that happiness is valued at a price and that is called goodwill. So in relation to tax when we calculate your taxable income then we look at how much did you pay for the goodwill when you bought the shop or the restaurant and from this amount we're allowed to take one seventh. So that's a fraction, one-seventh of the price that you paid and deduct that in the first year. In the second year, we can also deduct one-seventh and so on. So it will be like a linear depreciation over the seven years that you run the shop, like the the following seven years. And after the seventh year, everything would have been deducted. Going back to the leasehold improvements from before, that's of course the same, that we deduct 20% the first year. 20% the second year, 20% the third year and so on. So for the leasehold improvements after five years we have made all the depreciations. And on the Goodwill it was seven years. So five years and seven years and they're both linear depreciations. The last one we have is the equipment. So if you buy a shop or a restaurant or another type of business most of the times there will also be some equipment that follows. It could be tables and chairs but it could also be kitchen equipment, cars, computer systems, software, things like that 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 all relates to being equipment. So the way we calculate that is that we look at the sum of the purchase that you have done during the year and from this sum we're allowed to deduct 25% of the balance. So this is not a linear depreciation. We cannot take for instance 25% the first year and then the same amount the second year, the third and the fourth year. So in that case it would have been four years and then we were kind of done. That's what we call a linear depreciation. But with equipment we have to depreciate 25% of the balance. So the depreciation here will be what we call a declining balance depreciation. So it will be 25% of the saldo every year. To give an example, if you buy a car for instance for a 100,000 Danish kroner then the first year where we calculate the tax we're allowed to deduct 25% of the 100,000. So that naturally will be 25,000 in depreciation and we will then have 75,000 left in the balance. So the 75,000 will be an asset So it will not be deducted as a cost, but it will stay there till the second year. When we do the tax calculations in the second year, we're allowed to take 25% of the remaining 75,000. So that will be 18,750 krona we can deduct as a cost, as depreciation. In the third year, we take the remaining amount, which would then be 56,250 and we deduct 25% of this and so on if we do like this, it will actually take 9 years before we're done. So it's quite a long time, especially if we look at it from a cash flow perspective. Because if you paid for all this equipment in cash, then you still have to wait 9 years to get this car, as we used in this example, deducted fully in your tax. So you have to keep uh, keep an eye out for this if you're doing big investments. A mistake I very often see is uh, amongst the younger clients when it goes well they always want to buy a new car and they end up spending almost all the money they have on the bank to buy this new car Um, and then when the tax statement comes they have a huge tax to pay but they have no money on the bank account and then of course they call me and say how is it that I actually spend all my money and I bought equipment and I still have to pay tax something is wrong but in these cases nothing is wrong the only thing that's was wrong is that we didn't take into consideration that the depreciation would be a declining balance depreciation. So think about that before you go out and spend all the money after a good year. Um, In addition to the equipment, um, these 25% we talked about, there is kind of a, a minimum balance where you can deduct everything and that amount is called 12,900 plus VAT. What it means is that if you buy equipment that's cheaper than 12,900 plus VAT and this is 2016 amounts. Let's say you go out and buy a computer for 10,000 plus VAT, then you don't need to do this 25% deduction every year. You're allowed to deduct it fully as a cost in the year where you buy it, where you bought it. If the price for it was 15,000, then you have to use the 25% rule for depreciation until the selldo comes below 12,900 and then you can deduct the remaining amount. So that's one thing you, you need to also know is this minimum amount of 12,900 plus VAT. If you buy things below this, you can deduct everything in the year where you purchase it. There's two more things I would like to add. One is um, if you buy equipment that's mixed-used, it could be a car that you use for business and private purposes. It could also be a machine that you use for private purposes. For instance, a computer, a printer, a telephone. If you have these mixed-used equipments, be aware that you also have to split the depreciation so that you don't depreciate everything. But that you take the depreciation and you split that also between what is deductible as a cost in the company and what is to to be considered private. So mixed-use equipment always split it between business and private when you do the depreciation. The final thing mainly relates actually to restaurants and cafes like businesses where when you buy it you also take a mortgage from the seller. That's quite common when you buy a shop. It could be you buy a shop for a million and you pay 100,000 in cash, and then the seller offers to give you a mortgage on the remaining 900,000 as a loan. If you make a transaction like that, then be aware that when you think about depreciation, you have to take into account the money that you pay in cash. We have to make what's called a cash conversion of these mortgages when we when we calculate what you can depreciate. So if you buy, for instance, a cafe or restaurant for a million and you pay something in cash and you get the rest as a mortgage, then you have to ask us, before you start doing any budgets, how much you can actually depreciate. Because it will not be the full amount. We have to remove a certain part, depending on what rate that mortgage was issued to you upon. So it's a special case, only relates to When you buy a business and you get a mortgage from the seller in order to pay for the full amount of the cafe or the restaurant. So that was kind of like what I wanted to cover here in terms of depreciation. If you have any questions to it, then feel free to send me an email. Uh, My email address is jonas at daniaaccounting.com, then I'll be happy to answer any questions. Um, Maybe it is a little complicated, especially for the new clients, but still I just wanted to mention these different areas since it's questions I get very often. So I hope at least it was helpful. So thanks for listening and feel free to go to our website danieraccounting.com and also check out some of the other podcasts and blogs we made for you. Thanks for listening and have a nice day. Bye.